0: Come on, let's give our veterans another big clap off and a praise. Yeah, come on, let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate them. The fact that we have freedoms in our country are uh, because of them. Thank you all for your sacrifices for our great nation. Good morning, everybody. Good to see everybody out today. We thank God for all of you that are here with us, to the visitors who are with us. We thank God for you as well. We hope that you have felt the love here at our church that's something that we take seriously here. We want you to feel welcomed valued and affirmed and uh, we thank god for your presence on today also want to take a moment to thank everybody that is serving behind the scenes and even in front of us that are making the service special today on the count of three can we give them a big clap off in the praise and say thank you one two three yeah that's everybody minister tabitha our musicians praise team all those sister levette and minister sean potter come on stand up minister sean potter He was over there, he sounded like a preacher, didn't he? For this auspicious occasion, we say thank you, God. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. I believe he's worthy to be praised. And let's not forget, Minister Meach is in the back too. Come on, let's give it up for a minute. Come on, Meach, stand up, bro. Yeah, we got two new preachers in the house. If y'all weren't here last sunday they flat-footed preached the gospel up in this place and uh we're so so godly proud of them both and they are doing great things for the kingdom of god here at ivy and we thank god and love them both listen y'all i know we already announced it but thursday y'all all roads lead to heritage high school on thursday this is our annual thanksgiving community feeding and i know that for the past two years we couldn't sit down and have a meal but we're going to do that on thursday so people have been asking uh, can i come out yes invite your family members cutting and them puket ray ray stain invite everybody to come on out we want to have a good time at heritage high school from 4 to 7 p.m The only reason why we're doing it is that we want to show love to our community and so want you to come out it's free it's open to the public Uh, we got lots of food that's prepared we got activities and things for the youth Uh, and so it's going to be a great time and it's for us to be able to show love grow serve to our community so even if you can't stay long come on out sit down Let's greet the community. Let's have a good time with them in Jesus' name. And so, please come on out on Thursday from four to seven p.m. Miss Marsha Hudgens is with us on today, and Miss Hudgens, I'm going to ask you to come on up with me real quick. She's with Hudgens Construction. She came to us last year, um, and she wanted to come back because um, we were a blessing to her, and she wanted to extend another opportunity uh, to share some things and opportunities from her business. Uh, with us. And so let's give a round of applause for Ms. Hudgens as she's here with us on today. So thank you Ms. Hudgens for being here and you want to share with the congregation. You have some job opportunities that you want to let us know about, right?
1: Yes, I have career opportunities as a matter of fact, not just jobs, although we do that. This is my script. I'm told not to go off script today because we know I like to talk and that's not good. So we are a site contracting company. We, uh, I'm sorry, is that too loud for you? Am I good? Okay. Uh, We prepare the ground uh, for buildings to go up. We dig um, trenches and put pipe in it to drain it. Uh, We grade it, we build building pads, we put parking lots in. We do everything to begin a building and then everything after the building is built. We do most of our work right now Uh, on on the uh, military bases and the shipyard, uh, places where you have to get badged to get in. So it takes a special person to really be able to come and join us and have a career. However, we have openings because some of our senior people who've been with us for years have retired after 30, 40, 45 years with Hudgens. Um, By the way, they put the kids through college and they have a retirement benefit and yes we have um, a lifetime job for you a career we'll teach you we love veterans we have awards for hiring veterans and and if you're asking if a woman could come work for us um just ask Levette she'll tell you yes she did <laughs> anyway it, it is something that i want to briefly because i have time limitation here tell you about what we offer uh, we have openings in very beginning, if you want to be a laborer, if you want to start, if you have no prior experience, if you've been in the military, you're just getting out now, or you've been out for a while and you want a career instead of just a job and you need to be trained, That's us. Come to us and we will explain how you can learn to run heavy equipment uh, if you're so inclined or you can figure out how to operate a job, how a job was worked and how it's put together and you can go the management route, uh, foreman, uh, superintendent ultimately. So if you have, or you know somebody, if a family member, um, you have a friend that is looking for something more, you can start at the beginning and spend a career with us and end up with five figures, six figures after bonus with us training you. That's a lifetime, plus an ability to retire. Benefits, a new hire bonus after 90 days with us, we give you $1,000 for joining us. Health insurance, you pay half, we pay the other half. Uh, We give you life insurance that we cover, dental insurance, 401k which is an investment account that we um, contribute to so your money grows even larger and that's what you have at the end to retire on so you that's taken care of all paid holidays unlike many companies in construction we give you a guaranteed income 35 hours a week regardless of the weather regardless if you can work or if you know aliens invade you're still gonna get (laughs) 35 hours a week guaranteed um, And then we give you a couple of weeks vacation on top of that And if you want to take some of those days to fill it in in the middle of a you know blizzard in in, in Hampton Roads And you can't get out for two weeks We would just send you your check or direct deposit. That's better and you'll still be able to pay all your bills um, we do have some ride-sharing abilities um, for certain jobs, we we handle the whole Hampton Roads area, uh, from Williamsburg to the south or North Carolina border. But we tend to put people in teams, put them together, so that they don't have to uh, drive on their own. But having a, a transportation for yourself ha- is is important, because you may join a group, but you'll have to join that group to get to the job. So. Uh, That's important, as is the ability to get badged, which means, unfortunately, at this point, no felonies, because that will not allow you to get a a badge to get on those jobs. Um, In the future, that might change if they loosen things up, but I don't see that happening anytime soon, unfortunately. So, I will be outside at the service, uh, at the desk, desk. of course, that's what it is. (laughs) And I will have some more information for you if you're interested or if anybody that you know might be interested. And you can ask me any questions that you want. And that's it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: We want to thank Ms. Hudges because she doesn't go to a lot of other churches, but she always wants to come here first. And so we're grateful that she's here today with us to share this opportunity so as she said she'll be at the desk outside in the foyer after service is over if you're looking for a career opportunity or you know someone else that's looking for a career opportunity miss hudges what's the earliest age that you're you're looking to hire yes 18 years old so if you know somebody 18 and up that needs a career opportunity you can see her after service is over now let me uh Switch gears real quick before we get to the word, and that is to talk about our COVID policies, and our COVID task team has met again, and we want to make sure that you all are aware and understand what our policies are, as we still have more people returning to the building, and we're excited about that. Um, the good news is that uh, the CDC is saying that COVID transmission while it's still about the same as it's always been the rates of hospitalizations and serious illness and death have decreased due to medications catching up. So that's part of the good news. However, the not so good news, if you could put that first slide up on the screen for me, Bill. The not so good news is flu season is coming. And so we know that the winter months, people tend to go back inside. That means people are closer together flu season along with covid sometimes you can't tell the difference between the two when it comes to the symptoms and so our committee has met and this is what we have decided to do we want to at least maintain our current COVID protocols as we approach the winter season even though it's been nice the last few days winter is coming at some point and we want to make sure that we are protecting you so this is our policy so again when you come in through the door we're still doing a temperature check Still want to make sure uh, that you, you know, you're under the right temperature. Um, If you do have a fever, we may ask you uh, to please not come into the building. If you're having some sort of illness or fever, we just want to make sure we're protecting everybody. In addition, as far as masks are concerned, for the mask, we're asking that while you are walking around in in the building, whether that's here in the Family Life Center, or if you're walking around throughout the building, please keep your mask up. That's for everybody, whether you've been vaccinated or not. When you have a seat, and you're here now in the Family Life Center during service, as you see, the seats have still been spread out. If you want to, at that time, while you're seated, to take your mask down, then you're able to do so. So only when you're seated are you able to bring it down. That's an option for you. If you still want to keep it up while you're seated, you can do that too. But if you feel like you wanna breathe a little bit more and pull your mask down while you're seated, you're able to do that. Only when you are walking and moving around do we ask you to pull it back up. Now, I know y'all know about BYOB. I know y'all know them letters. But we need y'all to help us out because we are expending a lot of money by continually giving people a mask when you come in. So where we need your help is this is a BYOM affair. Bring your own mask. That's going to help us reduce the cost of having to consistently go out and purchase new boxes of masks. You would, you would be surprised at how often we go through them all. Uh, it doesn't take much, but we have gone through, I can't even count. And, and here's the challenge. We know that for the most part, the same people coming up in here asking for a mask. Y'all come in here every Sunday. Y'all know y'all need a mask up in here. Why y'all acting like y'all don't know the rules? So this is a BYOM affair. Please in the future when you come to church you know you got whatever you bring with you just drop your mask in, in your pocket so when you come in you can respect the rules, okay? And so, you know, people might be asking, well, why we got to do all this? Because, you know, I can go to Walmart and I can go to Target and I can go wherever else. Like, they don't tell me to wear no mask because they don't care about you. They want your money. We care about you. And we care about the folks that are sitting next to you. And so if it offends you that you have to wear a mask for a little bit of period of time, even though you might be vaccinated, just think about the person next to you. We still have seniors that are coming in. We have people who still have health conditions that might be near you. In other words, let me say this respectfully. This ain't about you. This ain't about what you want all the time. Sometimes we gotta be honoring and respectful of the people around us so that we can look after people. Isn't that what love is the key means? That we look after somebody else. So, This is what we're asking you all to do, especially as we get into the winter months. Now, we're also asking y'all if if you need to get the flu vaccine, please get that as well. Stay up on your vaccinations. We know that the winter season is coming and rates are going to go back up. So just be mindful of all of that. All right. Let's all stand, please. And before we get to the word, y'all know what to do. Go ahead and tell somebody that you love them, please. Come on. Let's go ahead and tell somebody that you love them. Online. If you're watching online, you know we love you. Love you, babe. Go ahead and tell him, we love you. (laughs) You sound good up here, preacher. Ten seconds. Get your Bibles out. Five, four, three, two, one, shh. I'm just going to tell y'all, y'all some disobedient people, man. I in mean, this bad, boy. I said, tell somebody. I done saw y'all walk from one side of the room to the other. Hey, child, God bless you. First Corinthians chapter 12 is where we are. We're going to be in a couple of places today. First Corinthians chapter 12. And then Romans chapter 12. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 12 and Romans chapter 12. In 1 Corinthians 12, I'm starting at verse number 27. In Romans, I'm going to start at Romans 12. I'm starting at verse number 4. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. That's enough for 1 Corinthians 12. Now let's go to Romans 12, verse number 4. Give me one second. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, if the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. That's enough. Look at your neighbor before you see seated and say, Neighbor! Get up off of that thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Father, now if you would please let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are my strength and my redeemer. Let all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. So I want y'all to really understand why we're going through this series and, and for those of you who are new to us this is the series on spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are what the Holy Spirit has given to every believer at the moment of salvation. Not only did God through the Holy Spirit give us spiritual fruit but he also gave us spiritual gifts. And the reason why this is important is because your assignment, your identity, how you are wired, is in part connected to your spiritual fruit and your spiritual gifts. Now, part of the challenge that we have sometimes with God is because we have some faulty biblical interpretations. One of the faulty interpretations that we have in Scripture is that we believe that we have to continue to earn the blessings in favor of God. So we come to church and we think that if we come and we pay our respects and we give God praise and worship, that then we will earn God's right to bless us. You take Christmas, for example. What we suggest at Christmas is that because it's at the end of the year, this is what we tell our kids, you know, You got to be good all year to then be able to get something for Christmas Day. And that mentality is what we carry into the church. We carry the the, the mentality that we have to continue to do and to be uh, in order for God to bless us. That ain't Bible. Bible. Can you put 2 Peter 1, 3 on the screen for me, please? When you see 2 Peter 1 and 3, what you will see is that the scriptures say, and it's coming, but trust me, by his divine power, he has granted us everything that we need to live a life of godliness, who has called us by glory and excellence. What does that mean? By his divine power, here's the key word, he has granted us. See, at the moment of salvation, you don't work to earn. At the moment of salvation, God does what nobody else does in the world. God gave you Christmas up front. So now it is our responsibility because he's already given it to us to develop and to work what he's already given us. This is how our mindset has to shift. We don't come in here to try to earn the fruit. We already have it. You don't come in here to try to earn the gifts. We already have them. You don't come in here trying to earn the favor. We already have them. So then why do I come to church? I come to church to learn how to grow or to develop What I have. So, when we're talking about spiritual fruit and spiritual gifts, particularly spiritual gifts, you either fall in one or two categories. Either one, you don't know what your gifts are, which is why we're teaching this series. And if you don't know what your gifts are, Reverend Person, who's doing a fantastic job, is the one that's going to help you to figure out, because we we can give you a spiritual gift assessment, but if you stay with this series, hopefully as we go through it, you can start seeing yourself in some of these gifts. So the, the first purpose is maybe you don't know what your gifts are, so we're going through the series. The second one is you know what your gifts are, but you ain't really using them. And that's where the gospel of James Brown comes in. (laughs) Because your connection to God, hear me y'all, is based on what God has already put in you. And it is your responsibility to develop what God has already put in you. God ain't going to do that for you. You have to take that on for yourself. So when we talk about love, grow, and serve, love is in the sense of how we treat people. But the grow is, I know that God has put something in me. I may not know fully what it is. I may still be trying to figure that out. But I know that he put something in me. And for everybody that told you, you ain't nothing. And for everybody that told you, you ain't going to be nothing. Nothing. If everybody had told you in the world you have no worth, that don't p- apply in the kingdom of God. Because in the kingdom of God, he already put it in you. If you gave your life to Christ, you already have worth. He already put something in you that's valuable. God did not save you just so you couldn't go to hell. God saved you because he put something in you that he wants you to use to help build other people up and we carry this notion from the world that people have told us all day long every day that you ain't nothing and that don't apply here that's why I don't go for the excuses don't tell me how old you are last I checked didn't God use Abraham and Sarah when they were 99 and 100 don't tell me what you don't know how little you know that's why you are here you're here to grow and to develop what God has already put inside of you. So if you are a true believer, now if you ain't a true believer, then you don't have these things. But if you are a true believer, you already have. That's what 2 Peter 1, 3 says. He has already given it to you. So we don't have to keep asking for more. You got it already. What we got to ask for is, God, help me to use it. God, help me to develop it. God, help me to work it. And God, I hear James Brown, help me get up off of this. Because the truth of the matter is, you asking for God to do more, maybe God said if you stop being lazy. You want God to come down, maybe God said if you stop making excuses. If you stop talking yourself out of the reasons why you can't do when I already put it in you. When I already know how I want you to be. So spiritual gifts, y'all, is in connection to spiritual fruit. It is how we are wired. So what is the spiritual gift? Spiritual gift is, again, um, the, the Greek word for spiritual gift is charisma. It is something that is spirit enabled that the Holy Spirit gave you at the moment of salvation to help you to build up the kingdom of God on the earth, or the help to build up the church. This gift is not to be used for selfish purposes. It's not for you to say, look at me. It is not for you to be doing all of this. The spiritual gift was given so you could be a blessing to somebody else. And there are many different spiritual gifts that are mentioned in scripture. When Paul talks about spiritual gifts, he lists them in four different places. The first place was 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses eight through 10. There were nine spiritual gifts that were mentioned. Can you put that slide on the screen for me, please? Uh, I believe it's the third one. There we go. So keep it up there for a while. I want to teach on this one. So in 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10, there are nine spiritual gifts. We covered them all. We, we finished last week with the last three. Now, I have some in yellow and, and one in red, and I want to make sure you understand how these gifts flow. So gifts four, five, six, eight, and nine what we call gifts that are fluid in nature. In other words, um, a healing doesn't just happen because you put your hand on somebody. Uh, A miracle doesn't just happen because you deem it so. God has to be a part of that work in order for the healing to take place. And God has to be a part of the work in order for the miracle to happen. So it is not just that you say, I got the gift of healing, that all of a sudden you can go around and just put your hands on everybody and everybody become healed. It it don't work that way. God has to intervene and then use you as the agent for the healing, the agent for the miracle, the agent to speak prophetically, the agent to speak in tongue. And those are fluid. Those don't happen all the time. They happen according to the will of God. Whenever God decides that he wants to use me as an agent for healing, he'll do that. Now, why is faith in red? Because none of the others can happen unless you first believe that God can use you to be an agent of healing and an agent to work a miracle and an agent to speak prophetically and an agent to speak in tongues. So if you don't have the faith to believe that God can do something great in your life, then guess what? He shuts the flow off. But if by chance you believe, and this is why you got to know your worth, and this is why I keep talking about you understanding who you are in God, because out there, people want to demean you and discredit you and make you think you're nothing, but in here, God said, I can use you. I see some greatness in you. I see all of that in you. I ain't ask you your education level. I didn't ask you where you live. I didn't ask you for your credit score. Do you have faith? And if you do, then that opens the door to some of the others. So real quick message of wisdom, that's you have the ability to help people walk out their faith. Message of knowledge, that means you have the ability to make connections and see the scriptures in ways that maybe other people can. You have faith, as we already talked about. This isn't just ordinary faith. This is an exceeding faith that goes beyond what most people trust God for. You got full confidence that God going to do it. I don't care what happens, when it is, how it is, what's going to happen. I still believe that God going to make a way. Healing, as we said, comes in many different forms. Healing is not always physical. Sometimes healing can be emotional. Sometimes it can be spiritual. Sometimes it can be mental and you have the you are willing to be an agent for God to use you to bring healing to somebody in a particular form. Don't just think physically. okay? miracles are things that we point to that we see happening in and we only can conclude that the only way that this happened is that God had to do it. There's no other explanation for it. There's nothing else that we can determine that happened. It had to have been God that created this event to take place. Then we have prophecy. And prophecy is where God downloads to us in real time a message that might be needed to be shared to a person or to a group of people or maybe to a church. So this is not something where you sit down and you're you're contemplating. No, it's in real time. Right. That God is able to speak to you and then you're able to give something to somebody in real time. That's really what prophecy is. Discernment is the ability to read people. It's the ability to know who is and who isn't on the team. Like there's a lot of people that come to church, but a lot of people that come to church ain't saved. So if you have discernment, you can read through all of the stuff and you can kind of see who is and who isn't really for God. Right. Then you have speaking in tongues. We went through that last week. Tongues is a known language, but sometimes people may say it is an utterance or a personal prayer language, whichever one that you prefer. But what we saw in first Corinthians 12 is that if you have someone speaking in tongues, there needs to be an interpreter. Right. Because therefore that creates order in God's house. And if you got a whole bunch of people speaking in tongues and no interpretation and the people who don't know what you're talking about, looking at you and you going off by yourself, that ain't of God. But if you do speak in tongue, and we're saying that you can, but you need an interpreter. And if you start speaking and nobody's interpreting for you and you can't interpret it for yourself, shh. Because now you're creating confusion. Because now everybody's looking at you. And don't nobody know what you're talking about. Now, some people might say, well, Pastor, I got a prayer language, so you know I like to pray on my own. Yeah, go pray on your own, but it doesn't have to be to the point where you're praying so loud that everybody's now watching you. Y'all understand that, right? So nobody's saying you can't have a prayer language, and you go off on your own somewhere quietly, and you're praying to God, and you're on your own. But if you stand up and take the mic, you start speaking in tongue, and nobody else understands what you're saying, give me the mic back, please sit down. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 and 40, let all things be done. I think y'all know the scriptures. All right, so today, y'all, I've covered those. We're going to do four more today and um, four more gifts. And, and the reason why um, I did 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12 is because we're going to do two gifts that come out of 1 Corinthians 12 and two gifts that come out of Romans 12. And the reason why we're doing it is because there are two sets of gifts that are similar in nature. So no longer can we just go down the list in the scriptures. So now what we're doing is I'm, I'm using the, them topically so you can see how they are connected, okay? So we're doing two sets of two. Two times two is what? Y'all listening, y'all good, all right? If y'all ready to go, somebody say, let's go. The first one is in 1 Corinthians 12, 28. And it is the gift of helps. It's the gift of helps. Antilepsis is the Greek word for helps. If you have this gift, then you are a person that loves to assist other people. You have and you enjoy coming alongside and just working with others to get the job done. Now the reason why I love people with the gift of helps, and we need a whole lot of people with the gift of helps, and the reason why I love people with the gift of helps is because you don't have to be the head. You got too many people in church that want to be the head. All you want to do is come alongside, and once it's been established or what we got to do, all you want to do is come on in and offer your part. And you want to be a person of assistance so that the job can get done. You are the type of person what I love because you are the one that come up to me sometimes or maybe Reverend person you know this. You come up and say, look, I just want to just put me anywhere. I don't care where it is. Just put me anywhere and, and let me help. We need people like that in the church. We don't need people all the time to say, well, I'm, um, I'm going to need to lead the ministry before I can. Bless the Lord, sit down. We need people that, that know how to help to come alongside. And the reason why I like these people, they don't care who get the credit. They ain't got to be seen up front. Pastor, you ain't got to call my name. Matter of fact, I'm comfortable sitting right where I am, doing what I do. Ain't nobody got to know. Just let me flow in my gift. Let me come alongside, do my thing. I don't care if you never mention my name. I'm still going to do what I do. We need, Lord, please send some people with the gift of helps. And if, you, if that's what in, you enjoy, if that's what you like, right, that really excites you, then I will tell you every single ministry in this church needs people with the gift of helps. So even if you can't sing, there's a space I'm sure Devon will tell you where you can be a help in the ministry. Even if you can't dance. You used to, but now your legs and got caught up. Right? Something happened. <laughs> there is a space. I'm sure Sister Leader will tell you where you can be a help to somebody in ministry and arts. So most of us, when we think about placement of ministries, we think we gotta sing and we gotta No, there, there are gifts that can still flow in that ministry, even though you may or may not have the talent to do it. The office staff needs people with the gift of helps. Just want to come in, offer my assistance wherever it's needed. Every ministry in the church needs somebody with the gift of helps. So that's the first one. Somebody say helps. The second gift, which is in Romans chapter 7, and it is very similar to helps, is the gift of serving. Helps and serving kind of work together. Now, interestingly enough, you know, Ivy is predicated on three things. Love, grow and what? Serve. Now, all believers, let me start with this. All believers are called to serve. All right. Every last one of us is called to serve. But when you have the gift of serving, not only do you serve, but you take great joy in wanting to make sure that other people's needs are being met. You have joy in that. And by the way, the Greek word for serving is Deoconia. It is where we get the term "deacons." Deacons come. From the the Greek word deokania, which means serving. So when you look at deacons, what is the first thing that you ought to be able to see? You ought to be able to see them serving. And serving not just to serve, but to serve with joy. How do we know this takes place? Because in Acts chapter 6, here's where we see where the deacons emerged in Acts chapter 6, verses 1 to 7, the Bible says that because the church was blowing up, there were some Greek-speaking Christians who their widows were being neglected of their daily meal. Church was growing so fast that they couldn't keep up with all of making sure all the widows were taken care of. So in Acts chapter 6, the Bible says that they were told by God to choose from among them seven men full of the Holy Spirit and faith and wanting to serve. And And they chose these seven, and these seven officially became deacons. And what did they do? They served the widows to make sure that nobody was neglected. So serving is something that we should all be passionate about because Jesus tells us in Mark chapter 10, In his own statement, verse 44, he said, I did not come to be served, but I came to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. So you, if you have this gift, whether you are a deacon, a deaconess or not, you still take great joy in looking in other people's lives and seeing where can I meet a need? And we need a lot of people like that, too, in the church because that's where people get blessed. Do you understand that you might not get blessed from what you hear up here on the stage every Sunday? But it might be somebody that has the gift of serving or the gift of helps that makes sure that before you leave here, you get what you need. So those are the two that are together. Helps means I come alongside and I assist. I don't care who gets the credit. I just want to jump in, offer my support, and let's get it done. Serving is more intentional. It may not be with somebody else. It may just be you. And you are looking around, seeing where the needs are. And you take great joy in meeting that need. So those are the first two, helps and service. The last two. The next one is found in Romans chapter eight, excuse me, Romans 12 and eight, is leadership. Leadership, proistiemi, leadership. This means you have the gift of being able to manage and rule over whatever is in, whatever's your responsibility You have the gift to manage it well. Now, y'all hear me clearly on this one. I'm like the old folks, I need your eyeballs. (laughs) The gift of leadership is what's missing in our community. The gift of leadership should not just be evident at church. We need more parents to have the gift of leadership. It's crazy to me how people want to say, man, these kids is off the chain. These kids is crazy. Last I checked, when you was a kid, you was off the chain too. So y'all help me. It ain't the kids that's changed. Somehow parenting changed. Y'all walk with me for a moment, please. You know goodness where. You couldn't walk in Walmart and tell your parent off. Some of y'all started cringing, ooh, no Lord child, I couldn't do that. Because you knew the moment you tried to come, even if you wanted to. And all of us at one point wanted to, but we didn't do it. Why? Because leadership said, if you did it, I'll knock you into the middle of next week. Y'all heard these proverbs, it ain't in the Bible, but it's in the proverbs of the house. I brought you in this world, Lord have mercy. See, you had a Bible and then you had a book of proverbs. And both of them applied when we was growing up. You know why? Because leadership makes the difference. And what we need are saints of God that's got the gift of leadership, not just to manage in the church. Come on, 1 Timothy chapter 3. Paul says, if you can't manage your house, then how you think you're going to rule in the church? The first place that leadership needs to be evident is in your house. And we got all these people that want to run up and be leaders in the church, but ain't leading at home. So I would suggest to you that for those of us who only think that leadership, this gift of leadership only applies to the church, you're wrong. You don't have to be a pastor, a deacon, or trustee to have the gift of leadership. You have to have the ability to manage Whatever God has put in your hand, you have to manage that well. Husbands, you need the gift of leadership. Parents, you need the gift of leadership. If you supervise any people, don't be acting like you saved and still nasty. People ain't going to work for you. There is a way to manage people and still get the job done. And that requires you to have the gift of leadership. Now, some people might say, well, Pastor, I don't know if I have that gift. Well, let me help you. Go home, read 1 Corinthians 14 and 1. Because 1 Corinthians 14 and 1 says we should eagerly desire these gifts. In other words, if you don't have it, you can pray for it. You can pray for it. So leadership matters. And what I see from my perspective about what's happened to our community is not kids being off the chain. Kids are always going to be kids no matter what generation that we live in. Kids are always going to buck. Kids are always going to test the waters. Kids are always going to want to do what they do. But when do parents be parents? When does leadership return to our communities? We need the gift of leadership. So that's what this gift is. You have the unique ability, whatever's put in your hand and its people, to manage it well. And that goes with the last gift, and then we're done, is the gift of administration which is in 1 Corinthians 12, 28. So, the first gift was the gift of helps. The second gift was the gift of service. They worked together. These two work together, the gift of leadership and the gift of administration. So what's the gift of administration? It is caberneses. It means to give guidance and direction. It means, literally, to be able to steer a ship. You need both of them in order for ministry to be effective. So in other words, leadership, and I believe I have the gift of leadership. So for me, I know that my ability is to see the bigger picture. But you also need people that can help interpret the bigger picture and help you with a plan to how it gets done. So let me tell y'all real quick, Reverend Person, stand up. I want y'all to clap for him. Y'all clap for Reverend Person. Clap for that man. I'm going to tell you why. Because Reverend Person has both of them. He has the gift of leadership because he manages our leadership well. Our leadership. He helps to develop and put a team together to help to develop our leadership as a whole. And he's not doing it by himself. He has a team with him. Minister Tabitha's on the team. Reverend Overby and Brother Bob, they are working together to help develop the leaders here at the church. But where he also has the gift of administration is that I sit down with him and I share with him what's in my brain. Ain't much, but I share with him what's in my... (laughs) and, And he has to take what I see and then be able to spin it down to apply it so that you can see what I see. And I will admit to you, this was one of the greatest challenges that I had when I first got to Ivy because I saw things but I needed people to help me to walk out what I saw. Reverend Person has been that person for me to help me or to help interpret the vision. Angie, Angela Jones is the other. Y'all need to clap for her too. Angie, if you hear, you stand up too. They are worth their weight and go because they have the gift of administration. You see, leaders typically. Come on up in here, girl. Come on up here. Let me see you. Come on up in here. Let me. Come on, walk down this aisle. She's wearing a white dress. Hey, Devon, give me some modeling music. She's writing down and she's got on tan pants and plaid and come on come on y'all give sister angie a big clap off and a pray mm. love you reverend person and angie's job is the hardest in this church they got to pull out what's in my brain jeez Because they have the gift of administration, right? So if you have the gift of administration, you are the organizer. You are the one that that brings order and structure to something. Not only do you interpret the vision, but you, you have a plan and a structure in place to make sure that the plan is executed. And let me tell you, every ministry in the church needs people with the gift of administration. Because if you don't have these people, you got chaos. And you got everybody doing what they want to do. But it takes somebody with the gift of administration to kind of bring it all together. To make sure everybody sees it the same way so that we can all move in the same direction. So what am I trying to tell you? If you have the gift of administration, you got the gift of helps, the gift of serving. You don't have to be the leader, per se, to know that you are important. And for so long in the church, we've given importance to very few of the ministry positions. But ministries can't happen without the people working behind the scenes. Making sure that it goes forward. So for all of you who are the quiet, faithful ones, you don't have to be seen. You come alongside. You just want to come in and meet somebody's need. And you want to come in and help bring some structure, order, and and be able to give some direction and some shape to the the ministry. I want to say thank you. Y'all some MVPs up in here. And And we appreciate you. So I hope by now you're starting to see yourself. In these gifts, you're starting to see where and how God has wired you. Because your purpose, in part, is attached to the gifts that the Spirit has given to you. This is what we talked about earlier about the church being a body and everybody's a different part. Your gift is what makes you a different body part and everybody can't be the same body part. Because everybody can't be an eye. If an eyeball just rolled up in here, we all leaving here quick. (laughs) So everybody can't be the same body part. So I need you to understand this. And I'm going to turn it over to Rev. Number one, God has already given you the gifts you need. Our job is to figure out what they are. And then once we know, we start to develop those gifts to build up the church for the glory of God your gift might not be up here on the stage but that doesn't mean it's not important you may never be standing with a mic that doesn't mean your gift is not important you matter to the kingdom of God can you tell somebody that next to you please you matter just tell them you matter And look at the other person and say, you is smart, you is kind. (laughs) You is beautiful. (laughs) Every morning we're going to say it, you is smart, (laughs) you is kind, (laughs) and you is beautiful. Let's give God a clap off and a praise. Come on, let's thank God. Reverend person
2: hey fam how y'all doing uh what a word what a word by pastor and uh to god be the glory i shared with pastor and many of you all before um when i was called in ministry 23 years ago i wrestled with what i was called to do when god led us to ivy it was clarity brought to me what i was called to do not called to be a senior pastor not called to preach on the stage i'm called to be in the role that i am and I flourish, I believe, because when you understand your assignment, Amen. then God will give you the elevation. But so it's all glory to Him. So, hey, last week we talked about the music ministry and the opportunities there. Hopefully, if you felt that call on your life to be a part of that, Brother Devon is here today. Sure, he'd be glad to talk to you about those opportunities. But today I have my good friend, my sister in Christ, Sister Ty. Y'all clap it up for Sister Ty. Definitely a gift to the body of Christ. Uh, when I first got here, Ty was uh, working uh, in coordinating volunteers. Uh, she had to take a little break from that, that assignment, and, but she's back. And she's going to talk to us today about how we can get those helps, using your help gifts, this Thursday at uh, Heritage High School. We have some opportunities there where you can jump in You don't need any special thing. You know, you ain't going to grab the mic and preach a message, but there are some great opportunities for you this Thursday. Sister Ty, tell us about yourself and tell us about the opportunities.
3: Good morning, church. I am Ty Stevens, and as uh, Reverend P. said, I have um, been here for a while, and I was the volunteer coordinator for a little while, but I stopped because I was going to school and. Most of you all know I dance on the um, dance team. I haven't been doing that for a little bit because of surgery. So I went to Reverend P and was like, look, I can't be sitting on the sidelines. I need something to do. So he said, okay, well, your position as volunteer coordinator is still open. So henceforth, I am back. So as we know, Thursday is the Thanksgiving feeding. And so after church today, we will be taking names and sign-ups for the Thanksgiving feeding. We have volunteer opportunities starting as early as 1:30, all the way until close, close down, and breakdown. So setup will start at 1:30, and then tear down will start at 6:30. And we have everything in between: servers, hospitality, um, registration. So if you would like to um, volunteer and sign up, we have one-hour slots um, that you can sign up for, and we will uh, have people in. And like Pastor said. Even if we run out of slots, if you just wanna come and you wanna fellowship with the people, show them your face, show them love, serve, and care through Ivy and how we do it in the community and how we put it out there, we will always have spaces available for that. So please feel free, I'll be at the MRT table after service, you can come and sign up and we'll have a wonderful Thanksgiving feeding.
2: Amen, amen. Thank you, Sister Ty, so great opportunity. We normally get a lot of uh, people's students, we get some of their parents, we get people off the street to come out. So please, ma'am, please, sir, come out there and let's show love to the community. Because uh, Pastor gave us a scripture, he said, in, in Matthew 28, I believe it is, it says, Jesus looked out over the people and he saw them in their despair, he saw them in their hurt, And he saw the men in brokenness. And he prayed to the Father that the Father would send labors into the harvest, into the fields. The field is not here in the building. The field is outside the world. He prayed that the labors would go into harvest and preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. God bless. Back to you, Pastor.
0: All right, let's give them a clap off and a praise. Sister Cordella, can you take Miss Hudgens and escort her to her location, please? Don't forget, Miss Hudgens, for career opportunities, will be available. And then also, for those who have the Operation Christmas Boxes, Meech and the 116 team will be collecting those right after service in the back once you leave on today. Let's all stand, please. Brother Rock, can you come on up? Where's Brother Rob? Where's Rob? In person, come on up. We're going we're gonna to say goodbye to the internet family. If you want to um, give your life to Christ and join us online, you can text the at sign joinIvy to 81010. And um, so let's say goodbye to our online folks.
4: Join the men's ministry for breakfast with the laugh therapist on Saturday, November 19th at 9 a.m. here at Ivy. The cost is $10. You can pay by credit card on the app and website or after service with cash or check. Deadline is Wednesday, November 16th. Register on our website for Power Hour Fitness on Saturday, November 19th at 7.30 a.m. Work off a few calories before Thanksgiving. Ivy Family and Friends, it's angel tree time. We are accepting application for Ivy families who need assistance deadline is November 30th. Please visit our website. If you want to be a donor, please fill out the online application for your specific child's information. Return gifts by Sunday, December 11th. On Saturday, November 26th, the Ivy Community outreach will be hosting its first small business Saturday at Ivy Baptist Church from 11 to 2. We will have local small businesses sell their products. Small businesses you can still register on our website to sell our goods and services on small business Saturday at Ivy. You must have a valid business license. If you have any questions please email ivycommunityoutreach at gmail.com
0: One thing that's true about Ivy is that we don't just love God but we also love God's people and our community. We have started an initiative called Operation Bless the Community. And since we started it, we have raised almost $150,000. And all of the resources are going right back out into our community, so our community and our families can be better. We're gonna do it again this year. We want your support. Any donation of any amount that goes to Operation Bless the Community will go out into the communities that we serve to make our place better for everyone. We want everybody to win around here. So please, why don't you consider giving a donation to Operation Bless the Community? Any size, any amount, all of it will go toward blessing our community and helping those in need. We appreciate in advance your support.
4: Come out and join us as we feed and serve the community for Thanksgiving. This Thursday, November 17th, 4 to 7 p.m. at Heritage High School. 5800 Marshall Ave, Newport News, Virginia. Join us as we love on our community.